Flotsam and Jetsam, a Ferrochrome podcast. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Jen. How's it going? Well, I'm a little bit hungry, to be honest with you. Well, it is three in the afternoon. Oh. It is about time for your snack. I need my <laughs> snack. I wonder what I would have. If I, if I could have any snack right now. What did you have when you were a little kid at three in the afternoon? Oh, probably cookies and milk. Did your mom make the cookies? No. No, you say never. never. <laughs> My mom was not a baker or a particularly good cook. <laughs> oh, dear. And uh, what were her hmm. manifestations of hmm. this lack of well, culinary expertise? It's interesting when I think back on that because she thought she was a really good cook and she would lavish... Um, she would make lavish presentations and... I never knew that you could make meat without um, dried onion soup mix until oh. I was an adult. Oh, I see. That was her special ingredient. Oh, it was her speciality. <laughs> Did she have dishes that she would give you on a regular basis that became part of your childhood memory? Well, there was like she did roast beef covered in um, dried French onion soup mix or roast chicken covered in dried onion soup mix. Um, trying to think of, she thought they were really good. Uh, canned asparagus, blah. Um, and I like fresh asparagus, but I didn't know it became, you could get fresh asparagus for years. You know, we grew up with tinned vegetables as mm -hmm. well. And I know they were inexpensive and mm -hmm. they were easy and quick, but really, I think, why, how, how hard is it to actually get fresh vegetables and cook them? It well, takes no time. And yet we had tinned vegetables for our whole growing up period. Because that's, I think from that period of time, that was the easy way out. Um, but I mean, maybe there was no fresh, maybe the fresh vegetables in the store was not, uh, the, the selection was terrible. I don't know. That I seems hard to fathom, doesn't it? It, it really does. In a province with but, a lot of agriculture. But, but you know, uh, I mean, now I would never think of buying, I mean, maybe creamed corn. That's kind of the only tinned vegetable I, I would buy now. I'll get the odd tin of kidney beans or chickpeas because they're quicker and easier yeah. to process than getting dried yeah. peas and when yeah. I have to think ahead yeah. to soak them. Yeah. But yes, I and maybe tinned tomatoes occasionally for yes. making sauces and things. They can be quite helpful. That would be it. And so what so I don't have any meals that my from my childhood that really stand out as, wow, great. Um, <laughs> maybe, wow, ooh, but not wow, great. What about you? Any Anything that stands out as, well, wow, great? Well, my mom was not a bad cook, but she did have uh, her favorites that we had a lot. Mm -hmm, like what? Well, we would have um, something she called cheese dip. Mm -hmm. which mm. was a cheesy sauce that we would then dip toast in. Oh. It's yeah. really as it sounds. Yeah. She made um, hamburgers, but would wrap them in bacon before oh. she cooked them, and that was delicious. That sounds, that sounds wonderful. She did excellent roast beef and Yorkshire pudding. Mm. Uh, so she had some good mm -hmm. food, but they were her go-to recipes right. that came out. Of course, she had 
four children. Mm -hmm. My dad was away with his work a lot and they didn't have a lot of cash. And so I guess it was what was easy, what was quick, what was known. Um, I was talking to my husband about this recently, and he was telling me of his mother, who sounds like she went to the same cookery school as your mother. Oh, what did she, what was Although her Although she didn't uh, use bought mixes of right. herbs and things. She did everything fresh, yeah. so she, they did fresh vegetables, yeah. uh, but being English, she did on the tendency have the tendency to over boil yeah so things were very soft and flavorless her meat was always gray uh. she had a, a terrible hand with stews that were always watery with floating bits of greasy um onion floating on oh them. dear um she was notorious for her desserts she made uh rice pudding um that would often have the skin on it once. I just, I just have to stop you right there. Oh, but I was getting so close to the I good know. bit. No, no, because <laughs> to be notorious for dessert is hilarious. <laughs> do do go not, on. Not famed. No, notorious. Not notorious. Yes, her rice pudding, she would occasionally be in a hurry and would forget, for example, the sugar. Oh. <laughs> once she forgot the rice. Can you imagine? <laughs> Just it was just pudding. pudding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh my gosh. The poor woman, she was oh. not. And and her sons, though, they did learn to become very good cooks. Mm-hmm. Both my husband and his brother have become, I think it was out of self... Preservation? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and they would learn how to deal with life ahead of time, That's... knowing that it was either that or the mom recipes which were just not worth well they don't sound they don't sound very good and i think that that does help uh, think about meals that really stand out not just meals from your childhood but meals from your life that you know like it's not even just the food i guess it's not just the food that makes the meal that's true that's true you know i think the situation counts for a lot i know uh, for example, camping, mm. uh, the smell of fresh bacon or pancakes with maple syrup or or a mug of coffee when you've been sleeping in a tent all night long is just the best mm-hmm. smell and mm-hmm. taste of any meal you could have. And I, I always think it's better when um, in, in that situation or, or others... When somebody else makes it. <laughs> yes. I, that's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite food of all. Buffet and when somebody else makes it. I am an easy um, uh, guest, I guess you could say, because I really like other people's cooking and other people's, um, you know, setting the table. I love, I love that. That me, that for me really stands out. And I guess that's another aspect of having a really memorable mm-hmm. meal is, is the situation and maybe who cooks it, yeah, yeah. but also uh, who you're sharing the meal with. Oh, I think the most memorable meals are not necessarily the ones you have yourself, although I suppose the first meal you make for yourself, maybe, mm-hmm. after you've left home, or something like mm-hmm. that. Or if you've been in a foreign country and you're trying to communicate mm-hmm. to a grocery store or a small deli or something in order to get ingredients to make yourself a picnic that would be a satisfying meal to see what you come away with yes and whether Ooh, it was what know. you intended yeah that i've never that was not what i thought i was getting um i think um you know that it's really funny so i'm i'm thinking about memorable meals yes. and i'm thinking about you know yes absolutely it's 
it's the setting, it's the location, it's who you're with. But memorable doesn't always mean good. No, no. In fact, sometimes <laughs> memorable meals could be notorious. Well, exactly. Well, somewhat like your uh, mother-in-law's desserts. But I, so something just came to my mind, and that was um, quite a few years ago. I was traveling by myself through Europe. Fabulous time. I was in uh, Portugal, and it's a beautiful country. Wonderful food. It's lovely. I was in Lisbon, and I um, unfortunately, for some reason, ordered I, I ordered a dish with shellfish in it, and it made me very, very sick. Well, that's awful. And I don't really remember that meal. That meal was, in fact, not memorable at all. But I got better, and I left Portugal, and I uh, went to France, and, um, and I was feeling quite, quite well. And I went to a restaurant. I was by myself, and I was in my, my early 20s. I was by myself, and I thought, pizza. Pizza's safe. I will order pizza. And I don't really speak French. So I was at this restaurant, and I had the menu, and I pointed to the pizza I wanted. And um, the pizza that I received was fruit du mer. Ah, <laughs> and when it arrived at my at my table, I screamed because it was all fish. It was all you just oysters. barely gotten over your oh. first experience. <laughs> oh my gosh! I well, I really did scream, and the waiter was like, "What? What?" And I realized that um, the pizza that I had thought I had pointed to, which was probably like a margarita or something like that, just a cheese pizza, was just above the fruit du mer. At least you learned that phrase oh, oui. from that meal. <laughs> actually, one of my most memorable meals was in France as well. Well, not actually France. It was in Monaco. Oh. And even more specifically, Monte Carlo. Wow. I was in the south of France doing a language course because I really did want to learn mm. how to speak French mm -hmm, mm -hmm. much better. And so I did a month of the course and it was a wonderful course. And then my husband flew over and we had a short time where we were traveling together. And it was our 15th anniversary. And I'd heard through all the people that were attending this language course that the number one restaurant uh, that they'd ever, ever heard of was the Louis Cans, mm. which is in the Grand Hotel in Monte Carlo. And so when we were there, we took a look at the menu and it sounded amazing. Uh -huh. It The prices looked Amazing. Of course. In a, oh my goodness, this could pay two mortgage payments. Yes. But? But we also thought we're here. Louis Quinze is Louis XV, mm -hmm. and it was our 15th right. anniversary. Right. So we said, all right, we're going to do it. Let's just dive so in. So we went into this place, and it was amazing. Uh -huh. It wasn't a huge room, but it was just beautifully decorated mm. huge uh, table with a gigantic display of flowers in the middle and then very lovely tables discreetly labeled mm. around each table had its own waiter oh and wow. the first thing you did when you sat down is the waiter would bring out this little trolley and he'd say in french mm -hmm. which champagne would you like which champagne would you like <laughs> those are that was you know magic he had me yes. at which yes. <laughs> and then they brought out a, another trolley of bread rolls mm. 
hundreds of beautiful bread rolls. And then you How ordered you your choose? meal. How do you How choose? How do you choose? You choose the one that you can understand <laughs> in French. Oh, of course. And we had this amazing menu. We chose the degustation menu, which mm-hmm. was a chef's pick, a selection that was seasonally chosen. Uh, my menu, being the female menu, did not have the prices on it. How I looked across at my husband and he just closed the menu and said, whatever. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Come see, come see, I believe was his actual <laughs> phrase. Et voilà. <laughs> Our cutlery was gold, oh. actual gold. We had three kinds of uh, uh, butters on the table. We had multiple salts and peppers. Mm. Everything was brought out. It was beautiful with our waiter standing mm-hmm. beside us while we ate. Watching you eat? And then <laughs> as soon as we put our cutlery down, whoosh, the plate was whisked away and the next one brought. It was not a comfortable meal. No, it doesn't sound restful. But it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And right down to the very end where they asked whether we wanted any tea or coffee. Well, we'd had about 12 courses. We <laughs> were stuffed to the gills. But I thought, well, maybe a tisana, herbal tea right. would be would be nice. And I looked through this huge long menu and I saw lemon verbena, which ah. I knew was a good a good one for when you eat too much. Yeah. So I asked for that. In comes the trolley with these beautiful little pots of plants all um, trimmed in little like they look like uh, lollipops, round balls of plant on sticks. Like a topiary. Yeah, of exactly. Herbs. And they had gold scissors oh. and they would clip off the leaves to the lemon verbena plant, mm-hmm. muddle it in the cup and pour me my tisane. And I thought this meal is probably the most memorable and expensive yeah. meal well, I've ever had in my life. It sounds like that's how it's done. Yes. Darling, that's how it's done. I, I won't be able to drink a, a lemon verbena tea <laughs> from a packet again after hearing that. And I don't know how I could possibly eat a roast chicken that does not have your mother's oh, condiment. Yes, um, dried onion, onion soup, soup mix yes. on it. It's. I know, uh, I think I need to try that. No, you don't. Okay. Flotsam and Jetsam, part of the Ferrochrome Podcast Network.